<laughs> it stopped. Are we going? Yeah, I can delete that. Hey, y'all. As you can see, we're still working things out over here on the <laughs> And All That Bullshit podcast. Well, I'm going to delete that so you guys probably won't hear it. No, nah, let's keep it in. Okay. We're keeping it real on our second episode. Real, real. We have some updates since um, launching our first episode. I tried getting us live on podcast and they declined us because of the word bullshit. And by podcast, she means iTunes, regardless. Yeah, same thing. So we're going to we're going to work on that, but you know, second episode we figured we were going to do one more together and then we're going to start having guests. We have some good guests lined up already. We're pretty excited. But so today's episode, I think um Christy has been seeing me all day slowly unwind. I am having the quarantine crazies. And um it's like that scene in The Wedding Singer when the guy is like he's going crazy and I'm reaping all the benefits. That's <laughs> basically what's happening with me. It's basically what's happening for you guys because we're going crazy and you're going to reap all the benefits. So we're going to talk a little bit about um having some emotional stamina right now and and why that's important getting through the quarantine crazies, maybe some tips, tricks, Things we could do. You know, maybe some uh, Netflix suggestions. And you have to understand something, too. Brianna, like we have said, and I are the two most opposite people on the planet. So she's a lot more proactive than I am. Um, So you're going to get tips from both types of people here. Yeah. I've watched four seasons of The Sopranos in three days, so. And I have enrolled in another herbal class. (laughs) So that is our friendship. There you go, guys. So you're don't feel like you're getting advice just from one kind of person. It's coming from two total opposite extremes. I would like to start this episode by saying that I think everybody right now is experiencing some emotional indigestion. Hmm. We are not digesting what's going on well right now. No. I think we're in media overdrive. There's a lot of information. And it's not sitting well with us, no. metaphorically, physically. And this is having an impact on people's sanity and immune system. Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely having an impact on people's attitudes. Mm. Um, not you know, in a good mood. Not in a good mood. But we're going to talk about that and how to understand that emotions are inherently a pretty neutral thing. It's once we give it a charge, like negative or positive, just like how... Bacteria is contagious and germs, emotions can be contagious too. So we want to spread that good shit, honey. Yeah, because if you're an an a negative Nance, mm-hmm. you could really rub that off on people. And we don't need that right now. We don't. There's, There's a- enough negativity right now. There really is. It's really, it's too much. Too much negativity, not enough white claws. Am I right? You're right. Um, I'd like to set the stage for you guys. Brianna has on a <laughs> leopard scarf around her head. We'll post a picture later. We'll post a picture. I have sunglasses on inside. And Christy's drinking out of a Yeti cup wine <laughs> with seltzer. So it's white trash right around here. I've been trying to clean all day. The house has just gotten subtly reorganized into more chaos. And I look like a hobo. So here hobo chic is great. Yeah. But before we get into emotions, I do want to touch base. Besides, I'm also wearing uh, leopard slippers, so that's fun. But let's talk about, look. obviously, anybody who follows me on Instagram knows I talk about psychoneuroimmunology, right? The field of Christy's face just went dead blank. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. And I'll take another sip. <laughs> um, so basically how our thoughts, right, can affect what's going on with the rest of our hormones and endocrine system. And this is really important. I made a post about this earlier in the week, like, What people don't realize is that 
you know, we have something called neuroinflammation, right? So like brain inflammation and how that can actually affect what's going on with our neurotransmitter levels um, and how your brain and your thoughts can kind of influence things like your lymphocyte production. So lymphocytes is, you know, part of your white blood cells, right, Christy? I keep lost those... her about 30 seconds ago. Um, we actually have receptors on our lymphocytes for neurotransmitters. So you might notice this sometimes when you are feeling sick that you feel like a, like you're going into bitch ass mode, you feel like weak and like mm-hmm. emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because some of these pro-inflammatory cytokines, these these inflammation molecules can actually alter our, you know, neurotransmitter production. So you're not crazy. It's just neuroscience. I do like to also let people know that in traditional Chinese medicine, y'all know I love organs and how they're associated with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the lungs actually are associated with sadness and grief. So a lot of people right now, we know Corona is dealing with lung stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of people are maybe harboring some sad emotions. Not a great jolly time for people. Okay. Um, and when people have kind of, you know, issues with their lungs, they can actually have problems with creating new ideas and good communication. So let's use this as a time to focus on opening up some communication pathways with ourself. Right? Christy made a really good point earlier about if you're not happy now, kind of. Oh, yeah. I mean... So I'll go on a more dumbed down <laughs> explanation of not being happy. But... Oh, but wait, let me just, just in case people want a kind of an actionable item right now, just again, because the whole immune system affecting, you know, inflammation. And again, inflammation is your body's nonspecific response to stress. So let's all remember vitamin R relaxation. And there is definitely a difference between, you know, um, resting and mm-hmm. sleep. So let's just take a minute to pause and kind of, calm down. And then, you know, if you do need some botanicals, there are things like chamomile and passion flower, even lavender can be really good lemon balm, kava, um, instead of buying all of the vitamin C everywhere, you can also do some things that work on the nervous system, which are called nervines to calm you all down and to calm your nerves. Because if you're calm, then you're going to be less susceptible to being sick. And Christy just graduated my herbal academy. So there you go, y'all. Christy is crushing it. I just summed that up real quick for you guys. So. Yeah. But we were definitely talking about people using distractions right now, like external distractions. Well, something that you guys might have noticed is that, like, if you're a compulsive shopper or you like to go out a lot or you like to drink a lot, like, in public, you like to just walk around the store because that could be a stress reliever for some people Mm -hmm. and you can't do it right now. So something that I am encouraging people to look at is your current situation and try and evaluate if you're actually happy in your current life stance. Because right now the world is on a hard reset, like the entire world. Control, alt, delete. So (laughs) if you're not happy, now is the best time to also hard reset because... I mean, what better, like literally what better time? But also there is a difference between, I think that's kind of the problem is people are having this like existential crisis because a lot of people associate happiness with external things or... Especially work too. Like a lot of people revolve their life around going to work every day. Or just even physical things. Like you were saying, you go and spend money at Home Goods or Target or whatever. And like, you got to really like take a look at your soul and your hair roots right now as well. (laughs) Like we got to look at the internal and external because... If, you know, I think, I think happiness comes from, 
you know, not wanting to be anywhere else, like how we talked about last time and being at peace with where you are. And so if you're feeling like anxious, that's definitely normal. Again, all emotions are transient. Like you got to just ride the wave the best you can, but understand it is a form of communication. So like if you're not feeling super stoked about any one area of your life, a relationship with a friend or a coworker or yourself or whatever, like this is the time to jump ship Mm because what else do you have going on? Honestly, guys, there's nothing better to do right now. And I mean, I understand that there's some people that are probably listening that have kids and they're homeschooling, things like that. But find a, some time, like I said in our last podcast, to just sit down and really think about where your life is. Is there something else you want to do? Is there someone else you want to be? Are you not who you maybe thought that you were you sought out to be and originally? Like, Yeah, this is a really good time to be, you know, introspective, like we talked about. And I think it's also important to understand that, like, we're never looking to, even when this is over, like, life is a series of problems that you just get better at solving. I say that all the time. So it's like, okay, Corona is everybody's problem right now. But when this is done, and the world turns back on, you're going to go back out into life. And you're going to have problems again. So like, we're not looking to eliminate stress and eliminate issues. We're looking to that's part of the whole cycle. Like Brianna was saying earlier, all sunshine, creates a desert was that what you're saying yes so flowers need the rain yeah like you need the highs and lows like you need the highs to know what the lows are and you need the lows to know what the highs are so this is just a major major i don't even know if i want to call this a low it's a major pause like i really think everyone just fucking needed it like i think everyone needed a pause i'm not saying that this is the best way to go about it but the universe god the people in China, I don't know how this happened, but it happened <laughs> and we're here. So instead of bitching and complaining about who did what and who, you know, like I'm really getting sick of seeing that shit on Facebook. Well, yeah, and, and that's Instagram. just not. Like, Let's play the blame game. Don't you have something better to do with your time? Yes, you do. Playing the blame game and being like a cyber pirate and fucking. Cyber pirate. You know, being on top of everyone's shit and trying to figure out whose fault this is. Here's the thing. It's really a waste of time. Right. And here's the thing is people are practicing physical distancing right now, but like we need to practice, we need to practice emotional distance, distancing. Cool. I can't talk and that's fine. It's okay. I'm not even drinking, whatever. Um, <laughs> but so like emotional distancing is really important. I talk about this all the time, cutting off pro-inflammatory people, pro-inflammatory thoughts, things that don't serve I call you them well. energy vampires. Energy vampires. And like you have to understand from a physiological standpoint, being super anxious and being stressful, you ever know like those days when you wake up? I call it emotional cutting where you're just like Mm -hmm. sad. You listen to John Mayer, you cry. But at the end of the day, you have like a great night's sleep or you feel better. Or like you see this with kids where they're all riled up. And then you probably have heard parents say like, just let them tire themselves out. When you're so stressed and anxious and whatever, it physiologically requires a lot of energy in the body. So like you might be feeling tired, even though you're having all this quote rest right now, because you're not dealing with your shit. So like, yeah. Let's do that. And again, like you can stand six feet away from people, but you got to be right up in your soul, honey. Yeah, you really got to. It's a tune in time. And it's not always easy to tune in either. That's why they have therapists. But um, it's definitely important. So however this looks for you, if you need to make a list, you need to talk to the wall, you need to record yourself. When I was stressed out, I used to write down like my feelings in like a poetry or short story form just to get it out of me. Like, to literally purge that negative energy. Um, there's so many ways you can go about and you it. you got to do what works for you. We were talking about yeah. this a little bit earlier. Like, I, 
I know like, and I've actually talked to clients about this, like journaling and yoga. Like I get it. That sounds great on paper. That just makes work me more anxious and yeah. I just want no part of it. Like for me, I actually would rather emotional cut sometimes, like just be sad, cry and like let it out. Your tears actually have antimicrobial peptides in them. So, and it can She's lower cortisol. a lot of science jargon <laughs> It here, can people. lower cortisol levels. So like you can. And your cortisol levels are your stress or hormone. So you can ugly cry in the mirror and you don't have to like let the world know by posting it on social media. Like have a moment and develop emotional stamina because like when you learn to not react out of emotions all the time Mm. and understand that feelings aren't always facts, they're just, it's like a season, right? Like you have winter when it's the winter, you know, you got to put a coat on. So like, okay, if you're waking up and you're sad, like I got to feel this and I got to be sad and I got to move on. You can feel an emotion and process it and then like learn a message from it and then act appropriately. You don't have to be like a wild animal every time you feel an animal, like every time you feel an emotion. I mean, moving into that, like reacting versus responding are two major different things with emotional stamina. So, I mean, your emotional stamina levels are really like, they need to be built up to the point where you don't just react to people. Because it takes time. It takes time and it takes work. But reacting out shit. of emotion and going through some shit. Yes. But reacting out of emotion is probably one of the worst. It happens to all of us, right? Like fucking totally. psycho blank freak no, out. Bitch Brianna is a really... It I is. walked into my mom's house after a work trip one day and I remember I said, I was like, I am not going to make it throughout the day without hysterically crying. Because your amygdala is overactivated, the part of your brain that deals with emotions. Mm. Um... Maybe you didn't sleep great. Maybe your soul maybe you're just is fucking tired. pissed off. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you're just having okay. a shit day. It's all right. That happens. But the important thing is to know not to react, but rather respond. So responding just takes a little bit more energy. Sit down. Be with yourself for a minute. Don't fucking black out on the first person that you see. <laughs> you know, rage blackout. Understand why you're feeling this way. Process your emotions and cool the fuck off. Yeah. This is why we put children in timeout. It's Ooh. the same thing as you become an adult, but now you usually have more severe consequences. Like you can't black out on the little lady at the food store. Yeah. And as an adult, we now call it, you know, science biohacking has called it things like grounding, which I'm a huge fan of, right? Like you go and you walk on the beach, but think about it. When you, when a kid's acting a fool, you're like, you're grounded, right? To like calm them down. Mm -hmm. So the same thing, like go spend time in nature or just listen to Christy always tells me like, she's like, just put on some hood rat music, like big hoop energy. I always call it. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes you just got to get it out. Go drive around your car. You can go in your car right now. Just get it out. Loud music is like one of my favorite forms of therapy. Yeah. And then through that, you work through those emotions and those feelings. And maybe you won't react the way you thought you should have or would have originally, but rather respond to something a lot more calmly and avoid continuous stress and And strain. Totally. Because again, a lot of stress, you're going to have stress for the rest of your life. Life is literally a series of problems. And that's okay. It's how you react and respond to stress. And I think your perspective on it. And again, it's like, what is good to one person is bad to another. So I think if you just stop judging your emotions and being an asshole to yourself, like, I always say to people like, okay, or even to myself, if I'm having a bad day, and I've gotten, I think, a lot better at this, like, if I am already feeling like shit, and then I beat myself up more, is this going to ultimately get me to my end goal, which is to feel better? Probably not. So that's not really productive or helpful. So like, what can I do in this moment to make me feel a little bit better to get me to the next step? You know? 
for reals. Now, I do different things to calm myself down or to reorganize my thoughts. Um, a lot different, I think. I have a different approach than you. <laughs> well, Chris, you're a meme whore. A meme. Oh, my God. I laugh at memes, she, obviously. Like, when Brianna's <laughs> having a... Like, she does it happy, sad, whatever. I don't... I'm I'm a little bit more... Like, I get creative or I completely just com- veg out altogether and don't want to be bothered. I ignore phone calls. I don't want to fucking talk to people. But the thing is that your circle needs to understand this is who you are, too. Because some people take this offensively. And, you know, you have to be okay with enough with who you are to tell somebody, like, listen, I need a fucking minute. I'll call you when I'm ready. And not apologize. Even if it's over nothing. Yeah. It's actually very funny. Christy and I talked about this earlier. We have actually switched roles Mm -hmm. so much in emotion. So you could add, I actually had an ex-boyfriend call me um, an ice princess. And that was bitch Brianna. I mean, I am still a bitch to who I am at the core of me, but like babe in total control of herself. Like I don't, you know, take shit and whatever. But I used to literally have no emotions. I thought that was such a sign of weakness. I thought like you're being such a bitch ass. I remember one time we went to dinner and somebody got was getting engaged and my mom and my brother were crying. And I was like, why are you guys crying? Like, get your shit together. And Christy used to be... And I used to be so emotional. So emotional. Like, I wore my emotions on my sleeve. And now I just don't really get... <laughs> Christy and I have been friends for how long? We never got this math right. But she uh, probably... 18 years. We became friends at 13 and we're 31. Just don't think your math is right. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to fucking do the math now, you asshole. Regardless, I think Christy did not see me cry for probably the first minutes. 10 years of our friend. Actually, no. I think the first time you probably saw me cry was when my dad... 18 years, bitch. Okay. We've been friends for... Not even just friends. Like, we've been best friends limbs of each other for 18 years yeah and that's a long fucking time and not like 18 years starting now I'm not saying that you don't go through shit at all phases of life but I really feel like coming from 18 to like 25 are some of the most crucial even like 16 to like 20 these are like crucial development years yeah but when don't you think yeah but I think a lot of our listeners are past that so I don't know where you're going <laughs> I don't no know no where you're no going I'm sa- but what I'm saying is we've seen a lot of changes oh, in yeah, each yeah, other totally over <laughs> she's such a bitch no like we've seen a lot of changes in each other over these years because they are crucial development years like your body changes your mind changes your values change your life changes you go to college you Leave and Chris, college, well, you yeah, get we, engaged, you fucking light your shit on fire. Like, things just happen. Yeah, life happens. A lot of shits happen. But my our, my original point of that before Christy Sorry. went on her ta- tangent, as she does, and that will be a segment in the show. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Christy literally did not even see me cry until I think my dad was in the hospital with an aortic dissection. And I wasn't even, she wouldn't even fucking tell me what was going on for like the first, at least three to four days. And this man is my second father. Like I call him papa. He is literally another, he's my other father. Like 150%. But regardless, so I think we have learned to process emotions differently after I realized, because that's the thing too, like I would spend a a lot of energy trying to suppress emotions and what I realized- hide them and closet them and like everything's okay. She spent so much energy hiding And I also used to try and act like everything was perfect all the time. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying to myself, I was like, dude, if I keep up at this rate, like I will 1000% have a mental breakdown by the time I'm 30. This is how people burn out. Right. And I was so tired of being, and that's why I'm so open now about being a recovering super spaz and all that. But what I realized is that like, you don't have to, you know, emotions are going to come up regardless and that's fine. But like, if you're going to try and avoid them and pretend that they don't happen, like it's going to, I always say like what you resist persists. And like, 
whatever you're not dealing with, like it's going to develop into something later. Maybe it will be a rage blackout or unhealthy coping mechanisms. Or I was like literally and physically running away from dealing with my shit. Like I moved around a lot. I dated Mm -hmm. other people that were broken because I didn't want to deal with my shit. And it was like, I think you do have to learn how to have emotional intelligence and understand that like every emotion isn't going to, it's not a, a like getting diagnosed with a terminal illness. It's a feeling that will come and go yeah. like anything in life. And it's like Brianna, whenever she moved, she like, when she finally caught on to like her own shit with moving and running away, she, I think when she was in California and finally like at peace with herself, like she's always said places heal people, but she said like, wherever you go, there you are because so. your shit just follows you. It's not going to leave you. Yeah. So this is why we've learned both of us to just, we, you have to deal with your shit. Yeah. You can choose to like not express your emotions or suppress them all you want, but like you're going to have them. It's like, and Christy and I talked about this earlier, it's like that pile of clothes that you have in the corner of your room. And if you don't put them away, they're just going to, you're going to have more clean clothes. They're going to just build up or dirty laundry. Yeah. It's just a metaphor for why I never unpack my laundry after vacations and work travels. It could be. I don't know. Are we in therapy right now? I don't know. We could be. You want to be? Mm. Name Dr. Tate. Please tell me your problems. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. It was a little bit of a British accent. All right. Well, regardless, we got to all look, we got to all sift through our emotional piles of laundry this, this quarantine. Yeah. Because honestly, guys, I have been through a lot of shit personally. And I would say you have been through a lot more emotional shit than I have. I think you went through a lot. We no, I have. I'm saying, I, I, no, I'm giving you a compliment. I'm saying oh. like you from a very young age, what people don't realize about Christy is that when we first met in eighth grade, your parents were a lot more strict and the yeah. household was very different. And I'm the oldest. And too. she's the oldest. And Christy was kind of always the black sheep of the family. <laughs> Everyone gets mad about this, but now it, we they've all accepted it. But it's, it's, it's kind of funny. But it makes Christy who she is. It's why she's such a giver and an amazing person. Yeah, it's just who I am. And why she takes care of everybody. But that has, again, I think that ha- that stunted you for a while because you, were, you weren't great at always putting your needs first no. and drawing emotional I never, boundaries. I never drew... I didn't know what an emotional or physical boundary was. Like, it was like, oh, you need me at two o'clock in the morning? I'll be there. Right. You need me to do this? I'll do it. Yeah. And, and as not- I've gotten older, trying to put restrictions on those emotional and physical boundaries of like, no, I don't want to do that. No like, is a complete sentence. Me saying no has been a very, it's been difficult. It's for been me. very huge growth for you. It's huge. But it's also been very hard because I hate disappointing people. And I think sometimes I'm still on the verge, like this still happens to me where I say I'll do something, but like I really don't, I don't know. Oh, girl, I I mean, you know better than anybody. Well, you're anybody. the queen of canceling I plans. am the queen. I I don't even fucking, I, I don't believe <laughs> Brianna's coming to something and she probably feels the same no, way I've about gotten, me until we show I've up. I've gotten better at that. Because but we don't believe we're I coming until we show up. I say no. My mom always tells me say no first and then you can backstroke your way into it. But what I've realized is that not... Okay. Sorry, guys. I needed some lotion. Christy's fucking moisturizing her hands. My hands are so dry from all this fucking hand sanitizer. (laughs) Priorities. Um, I want you to keep it real, guys. I'm sorry. People don't always deserve a a front seat to your life. Like, they don't deserve the front row always. And that is hard. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I talk about this openly a lot, too, because... And there, Matthew Hussey, anybody who is my friend knows I send you like a thousand yeah. videos about him. He talks about this all he's the like time. He's like a dating coach if you don't know who he is. He's like a life coach, Yeah, actually. life coach. But he does a lot of dating stuff. He does. Though. But he talks a lot about like people like that. You know, I think Christy and I both for a very long time have led with like, I'm a giver, I'm a giver. And that's great. And givers don't know how to set boundaries. And takers don't know how to set boundaries. But sometimes I think looking back now, especially at relationships, 
I've actually used that as a defense mechanism because if I just keep giving you, whether that's time, money, energy, whatever it is, I never have to open up to you any other way. And if I don't lead with that, I'm like, oh shit, then they're going to have to see me for me. And like, that's really scary. Matthew Hussey does literally a whole video on this. Like go watch it. And that's like a whole vulnerability thing. Like, you know, that also comes up with the way we were both brought up. Like emotions are weakness. Mm -hmm. You don't have emotions. Yeah. And we both come from traditional, pretty traditional Italian families. Mine was just a little bit more strict. We were raised very Christian in my household. Um, but still like very, like I never saw my father cry. No, my mom is like, and I, my, my mom, and so and my, yeah. our moms are very similar. Ice Queens. Ice Queens. Like these bitches will fucking cut you. Yeah. Walk, turn around, walk away. My mother will say a prayer on the way out and Darl will be like, get the fucking keys, bitch. We're out. Fiercely I loyal, mean, but like will literally yes. cut a bitch. Fiercely loyal, but they can, she always says she won't walk across the fucking street. What wouldn't walk across the street for someone. Yeah, wouldn't walk across the street for someone. So. And my dad, I think like, it's funny because anybody who knows Our fathers my dad, are both such no, loving people. I was going to say, my dad is literally, he doesn't, it's almost embarrassing sometimes. Like he doesn't have to know you and he'll come up and give you a full on mouth kiss. Yeah. And like, that's just how it is. And that's just Bobby D and that's the yeah. way he, he rolls. He's but, very affectionate. But part of his, you know, he was a lawyer for, he had his own practice for however long. And he always said like, cause I would ask him like, how do you do such a good jo- job just turning it off? And he was like, that was part of my job. It's like, I couldn't get emotionally involved in shit. Like I had to objectively and logically see things. So when I would fight with him, like younger, imagine trying to have an argument with a lawyer. He'd be like, jury of your peers, Mr. Yorio. And now he even jokes. He'll be like, okay, he, he knows I'm really upset. Cause I try to not cry in front of him. He'll be like, all right, I'll give you two minutes to cry. And yeah. he gives me two minutes and he'll be like, and my dad, my dad's very similar. Yeah. He's not an attorney, Yeah, but my father's a cop. He was, he's a retired Lieutenant. So, and he works, you know, still in the field. But, um, he was the same way. Like, I didn't see him. We had, like, a, there was a major shooting that happened in Tom's River, long and short. That was the first time I saw my dad cry, and I think I was 13 or 14 years old. I was in middle school. And I literally thought my world was coming to an end because I saw my father crying. Yeah. So, we come from, it's weird, like, different, but very similar. Yeah. I think the way our parents are. And I think your, I mean, my dad, I know, definitely had an influence on For your sure. emotions and... Because my father, you know, being a cop, I think, had a lot to do with it. It's hard for them to have affection with people and definitely. just the way he was raised. And, you know, as you get older, you understand that about people. Now I just throw myself and I don't. And he, I actually, he accepts it. I don't even know where this came from. Like, it, it, I don't know, because you and I are both like this. Like, I never let... I, I have a very hard time asking for help because yes. I think I don't want to be a burden to people. Exactly. Um, even something small, like, can you hang these lights for me? I won't even... Christy got me this, like, amazing California poppy is one of my favorite I got botanicals. Her two prints. They're, like, fresh, you know, like, prints of them. To hang on my wall, and I can't do it myself because I'm only good at nutrition. And, like, I will not even ask Christy she to do it. She won't even ask me to hang them up. And, I like, pay- I already knew I was going to have to but, hang like, them I up. Would, I would rather pay a stranger than, like... And I don't know, because, again, I think that's being vulnerable and showing weakness and yeah. being like, hey, I need help. And, and we and, like to have that, like, we can do it all attitude. Yeah, and feeling like you don't owe people things. I think that's a lot of it goes to that too is like yeah. I don't like feeling indebted to people which is a control thing which is like a whole nother issue and a whole nother <laughs> a whole nother therapy whole nother session podcast for y'all folks episode. but I mean I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with that you can send in questions or comments um you know if you want to talk more about that we can definitely delve into yeah. that more so what would um, you say was like something that was helpful for you and maybe learning to become more emotionally intelligent like what did you do or it's maybe a book you read or some actionable steps you think for people <laughs> Because, you know, I'm Do always... Do you want to be fucking honest? Yeah. I started I, drinking a lot of vodka. No, I think that... <laughs> Had a shame spiral in 11th grade. I told everybody... <laughs> I did. Um, no, I, I'm going to be completely 
completely blunt here, the major change in my personality happened after Chris. I think everyone probably could attest to that, mm-hmm. um, which was my ex-fiance. And the major change happened when he did what he did to yeah. all my shit. So for those of you who don't know, and I'm just saying this because it this really is when it happened. Because I used to walk around and tell everyone this was very cathartic for me. Because he actually took all of my shit and lit it on fire. My clothes, my pocketbooks, my shoes. And, you know, at first I was so quiet, which people were shocked that I wasn't speaking. I think you were probably in shock. I was in shock. But it was also very cathartic for me in a weird way. Because I think a lot of who I was at that point in my life revolved around the things I had and like what I wore and the shit I bought and yeah it was a very um fire is very cleansing it was a very materialistic kind of view because I was actually creating this materialistic shell over the shit that was happening in my life with him so when he lit all of my clothes on fire and I had nothing to wear what had happened to me was like it was like a flight or fight thing like do I fly with this shit, I'm changing the definitional. Do I fly with this and just figure it out? Or do I fight the the shit with him and instead of fighting? And I just kind of said, okay, let's embrace this new thing. And there was, I don't know, it was like a fresh start for me. And after that, I hate to say that I'm jaded. I think I'm just a lot. You are 1,000% jaded. I'm definitely <laughs> jaded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly But I also think I'm a lot more responsible with my emotions on a deeper level, which could be a, a ta- Ooh, emotional responsibility. That's a big one too. I think it could be like a, a self-defense tactic. Like I don't want people in too much, mm-hmm. but I also think I'm a lot more cautious in who I allow in mm-hmm. emotionally. No, that's, we actually were just joking about this last night. I don't know. Christy and I, um, well, hold on. Let me take a step back. So we're not suggesting get into a dysfunctional relationship and have no, your no, shit no, lit no. on fire. We're suggesting you take our experience and use that no, as but we a learning try curve. And, we want to try and give them some maybe like <clears throat> real advice of what they can do. Well, what I did after that was I found ways to occupy myself um, to to build me up as a person again. So there we go. It could have been it was random shit, like super random. Like I started taking horseback riding lessons, but that was because it was something I would have never done, and it was something that solely like I had to disconnect from the world. I was you can't use a phone while you're on a fucking horse. Um, and I think being online and being indelved in social media, like people got to get out in nature more. And I'm the last person, I'm the last person to say that, but honestly, like learning how to horseback ride and shit, I don't know. It gave me like a different sense of who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I brought in my wings a little bit. Um, I think I I stayed home a lot more. I think also actually almost put when I moved to California, for those of you who don't know, I've lived a lot of places, but <laughs> when I moved to California, I mean, every place I moved, I, I knew nobody. I generally moved for like a job. In my yeah. 20s, I always said I would move for a career or for love. That was like kind of always my thing. When I moved to California, um, I literally was starting a new job, um, moving across the country. Like I did not know even one person there. And I said to myself, I made a promise. I was like, I am going to put myself in the most uncomfortable situations, even if, if it's for one minute. Brianna, five years ago, I was like the most, I was very, I would make things more awkward than they had yeah, to be. Yeah, and I enjoy awkward situations. And I do not, as you like, all Like, I think learned. they're fun to get myself out of. So I think <laughs> kind of Christy's idea of the horseback riding and things that were, quote, off-brand for her, like, yeah. if you, I think, even just, if you say, like, listen, once a month, I'm going to put myself in a different situation that forces me to come out of my comfort zone. Um, and I learned this a lot, too. You know, when I moved to California, it was a really shitty time in my life. I got out of a super fucked up relationship as well. And um, I, I travel a lot 
for work. So I joke, I, I spent a lot of time crying on airplanes and mm-hmm. in um, hotel bathrooms because you're, you have, wherever you go, there you are. And so I think it made me like really realize that I had to, I, for a while I thought California fixed me and I realized it actually made me become back to who I actually am as a person. Yeah. It deepened my it relationships. It like chips away almost at the shell of shit that you yeah, put that I, over yourself. That you, that you, that you like run away from. So I think it's yes. putting yourself in awkward situations or things that make you feel uncomfortable. Like, and that really made me dig deep to say like, these are my core values. These are the things I actually care about. And you know, like that's not the worst feeling to feel uncomfortable. So maybe during this time, think of things that have been like crazy on your bucket list, like horseback riding or things that are just so off brand for you and be like, fuck it. Once a month, I'm going to try one new crazy thing. Yeah. I'm going to get a Groupon. I'm going to do it. I'll make a fool of myself. And then no one's going to care because everybody's so obsessed with themselves anyway that no one gives a fuck. Exactly. Really, people don't. They no do one. Not. Literally, literally, no one gives a fuck what you do. And I think this was a big thing that we both had to come Ooh, out of yeah. when we were younger, tough especially one. you. Yeah, I had a real tough time mom, with this. Mom always would say shit to me like, Brianna thinks anyone gives a fuck. She's in fucking seaside. No one gives a fuck where you're at. Yeah, yeah. But it's the truth. Like, you know, I was so concerned about what my my relationship looked like on the outside that I built this shell up. And right. Brianna was also concerned about the way her life looked on the outside because we came out of such fucked up situations that we, being the people we are, had to hold it together. After the breakup. After the breakup. We had to look like we had our shit together. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to just say, like, no, I don't have my... Yeah, like... I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Y'all, my shit's a mess right now. You want to get a shovel and help clean this up, or... I am a lot more vulnerable in that sense still to, like, open up to people. I'll talk to anybody about it because I feel like so many... Well, that's a problem in itself. You know, we disagree on that. No, yeah, but I mean in, like, a good way with people. Like, I'll talk to people about the shit I've been through to try and help them. But Christy will also be at Wawa buying cigarettes. And she'll be like, hey, do you want to hear about my third grade birthday party and the trauma that it caused me? I'm not that bad. My mother's more like that than me. Well, you've gotten better at it, but I am the opposite. I am so private. I... Um, as you talked about, like, you know, I don't tell people things until literally seven months later. She's so fucking I kept an entire relationship from you, remember, in Connecticut? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, literally an entire business. I was basically, like, living a a second life, and Christy, like... She wouldn't tell anybody, because she knew we wouldn't be okay with it. Yeah. Anywho, I've grown, and I've evolved since then. I've gotten a... But I think that was very big for me, too, especially with social media stuff and all that. People, there's a lot of pressure now to feel like your life has to be on fucking ESPN top 10 plays, highlight real version of yourself all the time. That yeah. shit is exhausting, number one. And that's not realistic. That's not how and you grow and that's not how really, you connect. You can't really associate, like, real real likes real. You can't fucking Ooh. associate with people that are not being real all the time, you know? Like, you got to be true to your core and who you are as a person. And you also have to be unapologetic about it. Like, I don't give a fuck if people don't like me. Honestly. And I'm not saying that as a cocky bastard. I'm saying I really don't. Because those who do like me know me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a fucking pretty down-ass bitch. Down with a capital T. Down with Downward a dog. If any of y'all are listening to well, yoga while you're doing this. Let's not get all. Christy's not doing yoga. The times are not that rough yet. <laughs> no. But when, the times are, when the times are off, I do yoga. Also, okay, this is where Christy and I differ a lot, is that, like, so Christy, how I was just joking before, she'll tell her story to anybody. Oh, yeah. You've gotten better to, at this. I have to divulge it. I gotta but get I th- it out. Though. I think when you were younger, you did it for attention almost. Not necessarily, yeah. like, 
in a bad way, but yeah. you want to, you, and sometimes I think people also like to tell their story a bunch to a, a bunch of different people because it's like, you know what you need to do, but you're not ready to accept it. So you hope that one person that you tell to it to. that like emotional wall that you need. Yeah. You hope one person is like, people one person will say, you know what? No, that's not fucked up. Just do that. Just stay with that person. Just yeah. stay at that job. And you're like, you already know what you have to do. You're just not ready to do it. So that's yeah. a big thing. Um, with, I am bad at that. Right. But I, I think my mom always tells me too, like, you know, it's not tears of weakness. It's tears of frustration. You don't have to go and tell everybody that you're having a shit day and put it on Instagram and whatever. You can cry into your pillow and like put a brave face on, or you could have just one person in your life. Yeah, It could you be your fucking teddy to. bear. It could be your mom. It could be your best friend, but you don't have to feel like, you know, woe is me. And like that everybody needs pity. Like it's great to maybe, and, and I I'm going to tell you this right now. If you have someone in your life that doesn't fucking jive with you when these things happen, oh, they're not a homie. You for need life. to get a new someone. Yeah, because relationships are built in times of stress, built and broken in times of stress, and that is romantic. Like Brianna and I have, we've said this. She's said this to me. Like if I was doing drugs or whatever, I said if Christy ever called me one day and was like, "Listen, I got like a heroin problem. I um, don't do drugs. She doesn't do preface. drugs. I know, I've never she, done drugs. But a real homie for life is." Again, it's like any sort of relationship, unconditional. If you called me and you're like, listen, I really fucked up. I like, I did this heroin and I crashed my car and like, I'm in a bad place. I'd be like, cool, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's what a, a friend is. So if you, you know, if you have somebody that every time shit is bad, that, you know, they can't step up for you or just listen, they don't have to solve your problems, but sometimes you got to just, you know, get you it out. You just need someone to hold you up sometimes. And and that's really hard for me still. I struggle with that. I call you, I, I even say this to my mom. I'm like, I will be a bitch for two days. Gener this is my pattern. I'll be a bitch for two days. I try and figure it out on my own. I generally don't answer your phone calls yeah. at all. Well, well, which Brianna and I know this about each other yeah. at this point. Like and if I don't answer her phone call, she knows something's wrong. So like when I try and figure it out on my own and go through it on my head, like I'm like, okay, are these stories I'm creating in my head? Is this emotional? Is, is this something that's going to pass? And then if I can't, like... I call and sometimes I'll just cry and be, I literally have called you before and been like, listen, I just need to like be a bitch and like I'll feel better and not looking for an answer. But so I think to, to kind of sum that up is, you know, don't be afraid to just like have a shit day. You don't have to be 100 percent, 100 percent of the time. No, you, no one can be 100 percent, 100 percent. It's time. exhausting. It's not. But it's not even realistic. And sunshine all the time makes a desert. Exactly. Because that's that's where burnout comes in. And then you're really fucked because. Once you burn out, you need at least two, at least two to three weeks of reconstructive work to get your shit back together. Yeah. Because I've also, we've also done that. Right. It's like when your cell phone's at 20%, if you let it get to 5%, it's going to take a lot longer to get back to 100%. If it's already at 80% and you plug it in, it'll charge quicker. That's where this emotional stamina thing really comes yeah. in. Because if you have the emotional stamina and the stamina to get through things because you can compartmentalize properly or because you can stress reduce properly as things are happening, you'll be able to withstand things much longer and much better and have a better outcome. So honestly. how do you think people can recharge their emotional batteries? What I are think maybe that some ideas? taking time for yourself is number one. Okay. And not 100%. feeling bad about it. And being completely unapologetic about it. Like... I was never a big fan of canceling things, but Brianna's gotten much better Love at it. it over the, she's like, that's like her middle name. She's Love a cancel canceling. Queen. But it's not even that like, so I've gotten better at like having boundaries as far as what I want to do and what I don't do. But what I need to continue to work on, because this is a continuation. It's just the way life works. You got to keep working on things. I have to stop saying yes immediately. Right. My mom always says, say no first yes. and then you can backstroke your way into it. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm just 
And not, and this is again having and emotional. The way, and the way I am too, like for our listeners that are creative people, creative minds are, not, we're very bad at staying. I, I've learned that a lot about myself in the past week. I'm very bad at staying focused on one thing. Yeah, we said this like, in the first episode. You do 90 things and don't finish any yes, of them. Yes, I'm very like, that's just who I am. But like, if you don't like me, then I don't know. That's who you are. And someone's going to love you just for that. I hope so. Whoever I end up with is going to be a lot more fucking organized than I am. The yin and yang. The yin and yang. So that's why, you know, I give Christy an outline and text her 90 things um, Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And I have to literally check them off like a fucking child. Like, brush your teeth. Wash your clothes. Wipe your ass. So I I think that that's some good takeaway advice. Yeah, I think really you have to just find things that work for you. So like for me, for example... Like, when I'm feeling like I'm starting to get on the cusp of things, that's when the phone goes away. I'll fucking... Eat a cheese plate. Yeah, eat some cheese, have some (laughs) wine, take a nice hot shower. Like, I put a... Personally, I put a face mask on and, like, relax. Or I'll, like, like film... I'll film a makeup tutorial. I'll take, like, extra time to do my makeup because that relaxes me. Just find something that, like, hones you back into who you are. Yeah. Lift heavy ass weights. Yeah. Laugh at memes. That is like it's literally could not, could not suggest it more. Like just laugh at memes hysterically. Yeah. I think that's all really good stuff. I think it's pertinent for what's going on right now. Me too. Do you have anything else that you want to let the people know before we maybe fire it off? <coughs> oh, well, that's well, probably our sign well, anyway. Amanda's not bringing in dinner, but I think my cousin just got here and Coco's going ape shit. All right. Well, it's been real. Recharge your emotional batteries, and we'll yes. see you all soon. And send us any questions or comments that you have. And um, if you have any questions, hopefully we'll cover them in the next one. Loves you, chow. Loves you, chow.